Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is the place to be to become your calmest, happiest and most confident self. This is Chloe Brotheridge here, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're doing well today. And I'm doing a bit of a celebration today because we just passed 100,000 downloads on this podcast. So I'm really excited by the response. And thank you so much to everyone that has listened and has left reviews and ratings. Your support means the world to me. So I am really excited to share with you this interview with Alice and Fenella today, who are the founders of the Step Up Club, and they are career experts for modern women. And they're the authors of the brilliant book, Step Up, Confidence, Success, and Your Stellar Career in 10 Minutes a Day. Now they help women in person and online with their Step Up School, and they just launched their own podcast as well, which I am loving. It's called The Success Revolution. So we have a really interesting conversation about what their version of success is and how we can find our own version of success instead of just going with what we think we should want or without even examining what we think success is and what our version of success is. We talk about how to boost your confidence in 10 minutes a day, which I think you're going to love this tip. It's so easy and yet... So many of us don't do this, and it's something that we can all start to incorporate into our lives right away to feel more confident. And we also discuss the power of sharing with others and how we can get more of that in our lives so that we feel more supported. We all know that we're not alone. And we also set a bit of a challenge towards the end of the podcast, something that we really suggest you give a try and post about it on the Instagram post about this podcast. So come on over to Instagram, find me at Chloe Brotheridge and let us know what your thoughts are on this. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Alice and Fenella from Step Up. So Club. welcome Fenella and Alice. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Good, thank good. you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Very well. Please, could you tell us what it is exactly that you do and how you got to where you are today? So we are the co-founders of the Step Up Club. The Step Up Club helps women to progress to where they want in their career, to start businesses, to change career, to get promotions, to get pay rises, to start side businesses, to do whatever it is that they want and need to have a, a fulfilling and happy career. Um, we believe that success is unique to each and every one of us and we provide the tools that you need in order to pursue that success. So we have an in-person uh, 
coaching course, a group coaching course called the Step Up School, which is a Step Up School Inner Circle, which runs in London. Um, we've got another round starting in January. Um, we have an online course, Step Up School Online, um, which it does the same things. We help people to grow their confidence, build their network. We have an awesome network of women within the Step Up Club that you can access and tap for all your business and career needs. Um, we help them to get mentors, see themselves as leaders, and really define what kind of success they want to pursue. We also have um, a really active Instagram account where we give out loads of advice. We have a weekly newsletter. And um, most recently, we have a podcast, The Success Revolution, which is all about different definitions of success and how to pursue yours. Amazing. Th thank you for that. And how did you get into this? How did you come to do this work? Well, we've had very different career paths to date. So we know each other, um, just to give you a bit of background, because I am very old friends with Fenella's husband. So I used to hang out with him on street corners, nice street corners, when we were um, in our teens. And so we were peripheral friends but who were post-university going on very different paths. So um, I went, um, I was always wanted to be a journalist, a kind of a style journalist, and I worked at the um, time for 10 years and then I've worked at several of the um, kind of glossy women's glossy magazines um, writing around fashion and women's um, issues and um, things like that and then had children and just assumed that my career would um, take on a kind of freelance um, capacity and that it would all be very very easy and that I could juggle being a mum and a freelancer um, and actually it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be for several reasons number one being a freelancer is definitely harder work than um I thought it was there's lots of pitching there's lots of you still have to be in it to win it as it were and if you're at home with kids it isn't so easy to be um out there finding stories um, and also um kind of luck was against me and that our industry or my industry was going through a huge change just when I wanted to come back um, and be a freelancer. So obviously the rise of digital media, blogging, social media slightly cannibalized that career um, and, and made it much more difficult. So I found myself at a kind of crossroads in my career where I knew I wanted to work. I had a lot of passion and expertise and I wasn't sure exactly in which direction I wanted to channel those. Nala, you speak for yourself. Um, so, yeah, so my career path, as Alice said, is completely different. I mean, they really couldn't be more different. No. Um, I, uh, after university, went to law school. I basically didn't really know what to do, and I thought I could just be a student for another couple of years. So I went to law school. Um, I then trained as a lawyer, a corporate lawyer in the city, um, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really well suited to me. It certainly didn't suit my definition of success, um, but I didn't really know what else to do. And I looked at other, lots of other options and I ended up going into equity fund management, which is managing um, people's money, basically um, investing it in in different companies. Um, I did that for a while and then I uh, got pregnant and uh, it was a little bit before any of my friends. And I um, I left on maternity leave thinking that I would go back very quickly within a few months and I would go back full time. And I was sort of hit with this completely unexpected feeling that there was just no way that I could do that. Um, I tried to find a way to do it a little bit more flexibly, but it wasn't really an option at that time. This was 10 years ago. Um, so I, 
um, I had to look for something new and I and I was quite lost because I knew I wanted to work but I didn't know what to do and eventually I heard about something called career coaching and so I went to see a coach and I had some sessions with a coach and these sessions with the coach where she was talking about different options I could do were good but the main reason they were good is because I was sitting there thinking number one what you what, this coaching thing is amazing and I didn't know it existed and number two I'm going to do what you do. Your suggestions are great, but I'm going to do what you do because because actually you're fulfilling all of the things that 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 are included in my definition of success. Helping people, talking. I love talking. In case you haven't noticed, um, uh, being around amazing women, uh, inspiring, helping people. I really like to help people. Um, I get a buzz out of it, and also it's flexible. So I requalified as an executive coach. I did a master's in occupational psychology. Um, I'm now an accredited executive coach and I was doing lots of coaching in law firms and, in, and banks particularly and other big corporates, helping women to redefine their success after maternity leave. Lots of them offer maternity coaching, running women's leadership programs. And I thought, you know, why did I not have access to this? And also why do all my friends not have access to this who are not either high potential lawyers or high potentials at a big investment bank? Um, everybody should have this information because we, our careers would be so much happier and our lives would be so much better if we did have it. And I thought, well, the obvious answer is to write a book. But the way I write is quite um, academic, like a lawyer. So I knew that I needed someone to write it with me. Um, and I have known Alice for a long time and I've always thought she's an incredible writer. And we'd, we'd seen each other, um, you know, at parties and I knew she was a feminist and I knew that she was looking for a new path and, and that we were kind of in the same position. And so I just said to her, what do you think? And she was like, yeah, okay, why not? <laughs> so, that, so that was the genesis of it. We Googled, how do you write a book proposal? We duly wrote a book proposal and we sent it off to two agents and um, one of them took us on um, because they could see that there was a real need for this. And, um, and that was the genesis of Step Up and it's all grown from there. Everything that we've done has come from, uh, has come from requests from our audience essentially so we wrote the book brands read the book and start and really liked it and wanted to work with us getting this content out to their customers their customers saw it and wanted more so they came directly to us and said well you know could you could you give us more could you run courses so we developed step up school and 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 then again people have heard us interviewing at events and said oh you know you should really do a podcast and they've been saying that to us for about a year and eventually we've done it Hooray, I yeah. think we we're proof that um, we all have the capacity to make a career change, that jobs for life are kind of an um, obsolete concept and that you can you can't necessarily plan your future in a you know, that there's something exciting about that. And I think we at the beginning, writing the book was it felt like, you know, exactly the right thing to do. And, you know, we are so grateful that we were able to publish with a brilliant um with a brilliant publisher and it really started us off on a great footing um, what we realized in the process of writing the book and everything that's come since then is that we are living the career change and the pressures um, uh, and the difficulties in some senses that um, the women that we coach 
go through too and that has helped i think our message resonate loudly with um people who we can who who are um, interested in making that career change too because we literally have been there and done it and are still really learning but we have the expertise and the experience to guide women to make those changes too because invariably um, as women we reach a stage in our life and in our career where we want different things where our definition of success changes Um, Um, And that's where we come in to support women to realize what that change is and to help them achieve what they want out of their careers and their lives. Because I think, you know, your working life is one of the most important things in your life. And I think you were saying, Fenella, that so many people have never heard of career coaching or don't know that it's an option or don't understand how powerful it is. And yet um, it is, you know, arguably one of the most important areas that we do need help with and, I think lots of people do get stuck in a certain, going down a certain path and they feel like they don't have any option to leave. And actually there are a lot of options available out there. Um, What do you, what are the main things that you see people struggling with? The things that you see kind of again and again? Uh, Confidence is a massive one. We both, we understand that we've both been there. Um, One of the fundamental things that we do through all our work, particularly through Step Up School is rebuild that confidence Um, We see people struggling with what their success is because they haven't even they they feel dissatisfied or unhappy, but they haven't really articulated the fact that that's because they were either pursuing a definition of success that wasn't the right definition of success for them. So they had somehow taken on society's definition of success like me, like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Being a lawyer is a really good job and it pays well and my parents will be happy and impressed. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, but it didn't suit me. So I was never going to be happy or they pursued the right definition of success like Alice, but then something changed either in them or in the industry or both. And they need to redefine that. And people that that's a very, um, quite a nuanced concept. And it's something that when you, when I say it now sounds quite obvious, but actually if you haven't thought of it, you wouldn't necessarily know why you were feeling, um, that dissatisfaction. And so I think those are the two, there are lots of things that we teach people how to, you know, real skills, how to network, how to get a mentor, how to stand up in front of a room or how to be interviewed, how to go back to work after having a baby. But the the kind of key things I think again and again um, overarch everybody are the success and confidence. Yeah. I think often, well, from people that I speak to, people are very good at knowing what they don't want, but often don't know what they want and haven't actually sat down Mm. and thought about it or had the guidance or the structure to to really figure that out so just yeah being able to know what you what you actually want is such an important part of it um what about- something that we feel that we offer is that perspective and that time because I think you're you're right you know we kind of rush through life everything's fast-paced you know we have expectations of ourselves we have other people we feel we feel other people have expectations of us and that we must just get our head down and power through and actually carving out some time to think about what you really want or carving out some time to build skills um, that will enhance your career, give you more clarity of thought, make you able to achieve the success that you want is something that is still, I think, quite alien to us. And so one of our messages is that it's okay to take that time. You know, if you spend 10 minutes a day um, improving your career behaviors rather than finishing or clearing your inbox, the impact of that is going to be so much greater 
um, on your fulfillment, on your success in the long run. And so it's kind of educating people and reminding people that actually we all need that perspective and that time. And what we do at Step Up School is everyone comes in, basically turns their phones off. Um, and that's we, we run it either as a half day session or as a full day session. That is a big block of time where you are just focusing on yourself. You're connecting with other women. You're thinking about your career in a different way. You're listening to other people and their um you know, their experiences. And we also replicate that online by um, pooling our students into um, online hangouts. So very much at the heart of everything that we do is connecting women. And we know that women are stronger together um, and that shared experience is such an important part of building confidence and understanding what we want from life. And so we facilitate that as well as offering all the skills um, and kind of practical advice for career development. And I know that in your book, you talk about starting to improve your confidence in 10 minutes a day. Are there, is there something that people listening can start to do if they want to improve their confidence? Yeah, so the 10 minutes a day idea is based on, on, on what Alice is talking about, the idea that, 10, you know, the incremental benefit of 10 minutes focusing on, um, on some kind of personal or career development rather than just doing, you know, everything that we do every single day. Um, with confidence, it's not a quick fix, but if you had 10 minutes a day, it would make a big difference over a few weeks or a month, um, would be to start a brag file. And a brag file is essentially, a, a, it's, it's another word for it in cognitive behavioral therapy terms would be a positive belief record. And the idea behind that is that you, I mean, it, this is a, an empirically proven a method to um, uh, create positive beliefs where there might have been negative beliefs before. So an alternative positive belief to something that you, um, you believe is bad about yourself or is going wrong. Um, and what you do is you collect evidence to the contrary. So every time we're very, as humans, we focus always on the negative and we latch on to things going down and things going wrong rather than um, congratulate ourselves on positive or hook on to positives. And what this does is this encourages you to hook on to positives. So every time somebody pays you a compliment, every time you get an email saying that something was good, every time you see a review of something you've done or um, you get a repeat client, uh, or even things that might be outside the sphere of work. So somebody says, you know, um, you're, you know, you're obviously a really good mother, your children are so lovely, or anything like that, write it down. And what you'll find is that actually you're getting a lot more positive feedback than you realise because you, we basically hear, we, we almost don't hear it, we just dismiss it. Uh, and, um, and if you start to do that consciously for 10, minute, 10 minutes every day, all the positive things that I've heard about myself or read about myself today, write it down or file it away on your computer and then every say Friday have 10 minutes where you reread it all and what you'll find is that over time over a few weeks um you'll start to feel a lot better about yourself I absolutely love that idea brag a brag file okay because I think we do well I hear this all the time that people dismiss compliments can't absorb compliments um you know can't think about themselves or almost I think we've been raised to be modest and to not brag and to not show off and to you know it's arrogant to you know think that you're good at something even and we've taken that too far and it means that we can't acknowledge at all the the good things that we're doing so by actually spending a bit of time reminding you, yourself of those things knowing that it's okay to accept compliments it's okay to know that you're good at things um it's going to start to change those beliefs and also be able to communicate those 
um, positive sides of yourself to others as well. So we talk a lot about um, self-promotion, something that women find incredibly difficult, but is actually the number one career activity linked to pay growth um, and something that women, as I said, find very, very difficult. And so building that brag file, feeling more comfortable with thinking about your um, strengths. And obviously, you know, you're not going to be great on all fronts. No one is. There's no such thing as perfection. But if you are able to say, well, actually, my weaknesses or my shortcomings are X, Y and Z, but my strengths are A, B and C, you know, there's some there's something very real about that. You don't have to. It's not about suddenly becoming the most kind of um, self-congratulatory person saying, I'm incredible. I'm going to tell everyone I'm incredible. But it's about editing yourself, knowing what you are good at, what you can bring to the table and what makes you unique as well. We're all unique individuals. You know what you bring to the table or your thoughts are going to be different to mine. And just being able to have the confidence to know what well, actually my my opinion or my um my experience is different to everyone else's and therefore that's what makes me unique is you know something very powerful that we don't do yeah I love that I love the idea of kind of owning your weaknesses in a way and knowing that it's okay not to be perfect and yeah I think it is part of being authentic and part of being a whole person rather than having to put on this front of having it all together and um I guess that can come off as arrogant sometimes when we're having to put on a, a front um and you know we're insecure inside but we put on sort of a front and that can come across as arrogant I think sometimes but um actually owning your successes and owning the the positive aspects of yourself that's how you develop real confidence I think yeah have there there been things from from the people that you've spoken to and in your work that have really surprised you that you just thought you know I wasn't expecting wasn't expecting that or anything that's really stood out to you when I when I was a child, I wanted my job, the job that I wanted to do, like my dream job was I lived in America until I was nine. I wanted to be the president of America. And obviously at that point there had been no female president. But I obviously assumed it still no, 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 but I obviously assumed that, you know, by the time I was 11 or 12 there would have been and then I thought by the time I was 20 and there still hasn't been one and I really think I I was always a feminist a conscious feminist from a very young age and and I just kind of thought it was something that would become irrelevant because because things seem to be changing so fast and 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 actually I'm quite shocked that um things haven't changed faster and 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 I think that's because I had missed a fundamental point, which is it's not only about equality, which I don't think we have yet. I think there's progress, but I don't think we have it yet. Certainly on the domestic front, we don't have it. And in terms of emotional labor and emotional load, we do not have it. Um, but also that I had missed a fundamental point, which is that actually equality is um, equality is one thing, but difference is another thing, and that the genders are very different. And so whilst we can aspire to total equality, we're quite a long way from it still, I think, um, we will never be the same. And so there will always be a need for what we do, because as women, we are different, and we have different needs, and we like to share in different ways, and our um, the way we express our emotions is different. And actually, our definitions of success, this is borne out not only by our experience, but by huge research projects, that our definitions of success are much more nuanced and um, varied than would tend to be the case for men. And there are all kinds of reasons for that. Um, but I think, so I think that's the biggest shock to me, is actually this is still relevant. And actually, I think even if we got equality, 
women would still want a space and need a space where they can be together and grow in a slightly different way. Don't know about what you think. I think something that I've realised through running Step Up School, like I said, and about the connection that the women feel in the room, is that something I find still very sad is that we live, we are such solitary beings in so much of what we do because of our kind of the, what we call the mental ticker tape all of our thoughts that go on in our mind and we don't communicate enough um, and actually you know you get 30 women in the room who are all from very very different backgrounds from different in different industries at different stages in their career and the first thing that we do is we get them to stand up which some people find painful, but actually once a few people have done it, it feels very natural. And we kind of get them to say what they do, why they're there, and, and tell us something funny about themselves. Um, and, and invariably, it's something kind of self-deprecating, um, which breaks the ice. But you feel um, an immediate sense of relief in the room where you can just sense that everyone else is thinking, oh, okay, she's struggling too, or I'm not the only one that's got no confidence, or yeah, my business looks great from the outside, but behind the scenes, you know, I'm like a swan and my feet are going constantly and I don't have a handle on my work-life balance. Um, and I think it's surprising in an age where we're so literate in communication on one level, you know, we're, we're all on Instagram, we're amazing at sending each other WhatsApps, et cetera, et cetera, that we don't, um, draw strength and understanding and perspective from each other enough and actually that power of communication of support and of not feeling alone is as valid as everything that we teach and I think that's something that I feel incredibly passionate about is actually just set, like, picking people up and saying come here be in this space and you will feel better so what is the, what is the solution to that is it is it joining groups where you're with other women talking about things is it about asking for help from from people what do you think the solution is for that well, I mean I don't think there's one catch-all solution but I think putting yourselves in a space with other women where you don't feel threatened where there's shared experience um, and being able to be open and vulnerable um, is an, a simple thing to do in a way you know it's not easy to get out and do it but it's not I think we we all have the ability to find groups and that could be through sport. It can be through, I don't know, your hobby. It doesn't have to be necessarily career related, but it's the, the, the act of leaving your phone somewhere, getting out and being with people who are maybe very similar to you or very different to you. I think it's just being with people. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the best scenario would be come to step up school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think Alice is right. And I think also... Um, uh, you know, you can even, you don't even, I mean, connecting in person is amazing, but you can connect with people in lots of different ways. Mm. If you see, for example, Instagram, um, there's lots of talk at the moment about the negativity around Instagram, but if you use it in the right way, it could become, um, it can become a community for people and it can, can become a place where, um, where you find your group and then you're able to share and, and feel better about it. Uh, similarly at work, if you don't feel that you're represented at work, um, then, uh, then, you know, start a group that represents you, whatever that, whatever that group might be. I actually saw an amazing play last night called The Hose at the Hampstead Theatre and it's written, and I've now forgotten her surname, but it, um, after the play, they did a panel discussion with the three, it's three female actors 
um, a female director and a female playwright her first play and they uh, the actors and the playwright are all 25 or 26 years old and they're all black women and um, she, she it was her first play and she was driven to write it because she, wanted, she had a business and she wanted to do something creative it was a brilliant play um, and uh, and she was driven to write it she said I don't see myself reflected anywhere so I am, she went to Cambridge, she's educated, she's a successful businesswoman, she's black and she's from Essex and she's a woman. Um, and she said, you know, all the stories that I see about black women are about struggle or hardship or maybe being in an estate and they're all really interesting, valid stories, but they don't reflect my experience as a Cambridge graduate and a successful businesswoman. Um, all the stories that I see about Essex are about um, you know things like uh, the only way is Essex. That doesn't reflect me. I'm I'm educated and um, and I'm pursuing you know uh, pursuing a business and and all my friends are pursuing these really you know they're consultants and they're lawyers and they're pursuing these these different careers. I don't see myself reflected anywhere. I'm going to write it. I'm going to create it for myself. And I think that's kind of what we have mm. to do. And that's what we've done with Step Up. Is like we 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 didn't see it reflected, so we've created mm -hmm. it. And I and I think that that everyone has the power to do that. If you don't see the group that you can belong to, create the group. For you. So creating almost a, a, a women's group or a sharing circle or something even in your community where people can be open and talk about things. And I think we're often looking for a sense that we're not alone. That's what I, from the groups that I've done and workshops that I've delivered, people just want to know that they're not alone and that they're not the only ones struggling with that. And it's something so comforting about hearing from other people that are going through the same thing as you. Yeah. So what we've been talking about success and redefining success. Um, what, what does success mean to each of you? I'm curious to know. I think our definition of success is quite similar. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that our partnership works is because although personality wise, we're very different. We're always going towards the similar or same goal and we have the same um, touch points along the way. So for me, it's about helping people it's about being excited. It's about always believing in possibility. So in Step Up School, we get people to do a kind of a tagline or a success motto. And mine is, yes, you can. And that's because I I don't ever really think something's not possible. So like, I thought I wanted to write a book. I just always thought it's not that I'm arrogant or I think I'm better than anyone else. I think anyone can write a book. I just thought it would be possible. I, there would be a way to do it. Um, and I believe that about the people we're coaching and working with as well. I, if someone comes and says, I want to do this, I always think there's a way to do it. Um, and I'm and, and success for me is enabling those people to do it, um, but also um, in a balanced way for my own life. So um, balance between work and family and integrating the two, but not to the exclusion of either is also really important to me. Yeah, mine's essentially very similar to that. It's about having a career that I'm proud of, um, that keeps me intellectually stimulated, that's fun. We often have a kind of um, fun yardstick where if we're doing something, in fact, we don't actually talk about it as much anymore because I think we have more of a hold on what we do. At the beginning, when you start something new, you know, you're, you're, you're just you're taking on lots of different opportunities, you're exposed to lots of different things. And I don't think we definitely weren't as streamlined in our um, goals. And so often we'd say, you know, this actually isn't fun. And the reason that we started all of this was to enjoy our work, which is definitely underpins everything that we do. And so um, knowing and enjoying what we do, um, like Fenella, being able to have um, balance and being able to have 
time away from work um, with my family and for myself. I think um, I think we're incredibly lucky. I mean, we talk about saying not 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 saying lucky because you know you create your own luck, and I am an absolute advocate of that. Um, but we draw so much out of um, the bank of step up the step up club as well you know we have we we have created a community and a network of women and we rely on them just as much as they rely on us and they rely on each other so um we've got a freelancer here today she's one of our step up school students we um we you know everyone that we employ or work with really comes from our own community and i think building that community we, we are very proud of that and it's very nourishing for us so um yeah, having just just having a hold on our lives, I think, would be our ultimate success and being able to feel proud and nourished on all fronts, which isn't always possible, for sure. It's not like we are living these perfectly balanced lives and we don't get frazzled and we don't have down weeks. Um, but being able to have the perspective on, on the bigger picture and being in control of that. There was a time when we were both, so we didn't just dump our day jobs um, and start step up it was a very gradual transition from me being a journalist Fenella working hard as an executive coach and then the book um, kind of evolved in the middle was written in our um, spare time and then as um, step up grew and we, we we realized more what we wanted to do we slowly let go of responsibilities um, and there was a time when I was um, employed as a journalist at a magazine doing a lot of work on step up trying to be a mum to a successful mum to two young um, girls and I really didn't feel like I had control of my life and that time in a way was incredibly important to me understanding what my definition of success is because it was the lack of control when I was employed by someone else that I found really stressful because now there will be weeks where we work too hard there will be weeks where we've got events three nights a week and we, we have to be out of the house early in the morning but we have control of that and so the following week will be a clear week where we'll work from home for two days you know center ourselves again and then jump back in and I think having that control um, is a privilege that we have created ourselves but also it definitely underpins my success. I can really resonate with that idea of success being about having control of your life because um, yeah. I think often we equate busyness with success we, we look at people who are successful and we imagine yeah. they must be really busy um, and yet busyness is kind of being out of control. If you're, if you're so busy, your life can start to feel that very out of control and that often doesn't feel good, doesn't feel successful. So I really like that idea of having control over your life and um, your schedule and that sort of thing, definitely. So um, I had one more question. Um, I remember when we did an event together, I think it was at the beginning of the year that we did that event. We were talking about New Year's resolutions and things. Do you remember? And I remember you talking about role models and um, why role models are so important. Can you speak about that a little bit? Well, I think role models are important, but not in the way that we think. So we think the way we tend to use role models is that we tend to look at somebody else who we think has a really great career that we should somehow be aspiring to or, or that we are comparing ourselves to that person and think, well, I'm going to be just like that person or, gosh, she's got it all sorted. If only I was like that person, I'm going to copy exactly what she's done, for example. Um, and actually, that isn't really an effective way to use role models. That's really just comparing yourself negatively to other people. The effective way to use role models, and there is an effective way, is to think of it as a sort of a, 
a platter of delights that you can kind of sample from and pick the behaviors or the aspects of what they're doing that you like the best and take them for yourself and you can do that you can have 20 role models you can have 30 role models they can be some people you can know there can be some people that you have never met um, who you see you know you hear on a podcast or you see on tv or you read about in a book um and what and, and, and i'm a big advocate of um, really consciously working on a few specific areas of your life at any one time. So it might be that at the moment you're working on uh, growing your network and becoming more confident in meetings, for example. So therefore, because uh, you can't work on 20 things at the same time, it's just not possible. So say you're working on those two things, what you'd then be doing with your role modeling is you'd be looking around for people who either are networking in a way that looks um, like the kind of way that you might want to network and you think is successful that you aspire to. Um, and you're looking at people who are comporting themselves in meetings or comporting is not English, who are holding themselves in meetings in the way that you want to um, hold yourself in a meeting. And then you use some of those behaviors and then you kind of try them out. Um, could be about about how people dress. It could be about um, about career paths. But you 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 look at the diff at specific elements of how they behave or how they are or how they live their life or what they do, and then you kind of borrow them and you try them out and you see if they fit and then maybe they fit and that's great. Or maybe you need to adapt them and you need to add something from somebody else. And that's how I would talk about role modeling in a really um, positive and effective way. So it's really about gaining inspiration from people's behaviors and trying it on for size for yourself um, and seeing how that feels or how that could help you. Yeah. I'm realizing that one role model doesn't have to um, present all of the parts of yourself that you want to improve so you can pick and choose like Fenella said so there'll be role models you have who there are parts of that person that you actually don't want to emulate and if that's okay but thinking about how they do certain things well um, and using them as a guide to improve that in yourself too yeah because because again no one's perfect and you're probably not going to want to take on board everyone's qualities or or skills but just taking what you want and what you appreciate exactly. about them yeah amazing do you have any who are your role models Alice mine's my dad um just because he well he's actually retired now but he is he was very successful businessman but also um was always engaged in younger people and um incredibly uh, I'm only talking him in talking about him in the past tense because he's not working anymore he's very much still alive and kicking um but um being very conscious to um give back to other people so um incredibly giving in, in, in his advice and support um and just just being an all-round good bloke your role models can be men yeah just to caveat that good good yeah um, I've, I've obviously got loads um, my mother-in-law is really amazing. She had four children. She has a huge, uh, still global career where she travels a lot, but is extremely present for her kids as well and her grandkids. She's got now uh, six, nearly seven grandchildren, um, and she's still running, you know, running a huge department, uh, traveling all the time. Um, my mother is really, um, I, I really admire her ability to be present for people. It's something that I struggle with because I'm busy with other things, but also. Um, uh, maybe don't have it as naturally as her. She really will check in with other people all the time. She's an amazing networker. She's she's great at listening and asking questions of people, and she's incredibly charming. Um, so I aspire to that. Barack Obama, 
he is the best public speaker ever. I saw some, well, someone I know, an old fashion contact, had a baby yesterday and she put on Instagram and his middle name's Obama. Oh, that's so cool. I thought that was quite punchy. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I could just go on and on and on, but there's a few. Yeah, so I think for, for people listening, that could be the, the challenge that we set for you to think about who your role model is and what it is about them that you like to learn from or gain inspiration from. And let us know in, on Instagram in the comments section for this podcast. That's the challenge that I'm setting everyone this week. Thank you so much for that. That was really interesting. And um, I'm definitely taking a lot from it myself. If people want to work with you, where can they find out more about you and um, follow you and join your courses and all that stuff? So come to our website, stepupclub.co. If you go to stepupclub.co forward slash step hyphen up hyphen school, you can get all the information about Step Up School. Um, You can also come to us on Instagram at the Step Up Club. um, And we're also obviously on Facebook and um, we're obviously on Facebook and Twitter as well, particularly active on Instagram. Um, we've got an inner circle, which is launching um, at the end of January. Sign-ups are open now. Um, they tend to fill up really, really quickly. We had uh, one fill up in five hours. So um, there are some spaces still left. So if you're really interested in working one-to-one with us in the new year, then come and um, find out more about inner circle. We always DM us or email us, we'll respond um, straight away. Happy to have a chat. Um, and the online course, if you're not in London, is also launching in January and you can find out um, more about that and sign up. So open for that now as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for all of that. It's really great to chat to you. Thanks, Thank you, Chloe. Chloe. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know over on Instagram what you thought. And I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on an iPhone or iTunes. And please leave me a review and a rating. I would really appreciate it if you just took the time to do that. Also, if you'd like to stay in touch with me and hear about the latest podcasts, the events that I run, the courses that I offer, then you can sign up to my free newsletter at karmau.com forward slash free. And I also send out a free guided relaxation, which I'm told is one of the most relaxing things that you can do. So definitely come on over to karmau.com forward slash free. I hope you have a great week. Sending you loads of love. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.